As we gather at this Thanksgiving Mass, you know, God's always present with us. He's always with us. He's always here to, to invite us into His, His heart. God's, is, God's heart is a grateful heart. God's heart is a heart that is, is, is a generous heart. His heart is a heart that wants to give, that wants to share, that wants to, to spend Himself for others. And so the more you and I let God in, the more you and I invite God in, give God access to our hearts and souls, the more generous we become, the more giving we become. And we don't just give, you know, with a, with a jury attitude. We give with a thankful heart. We give with, with a joyful heart. You know, remember there's a scripture that says, you know, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. So today we hear... In our scriptures, what do we hear? We hear from St. Paul to the Corinthians. He says, I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in Him in every way. So Paul's giving thanks for the Corinthian community as he looked out and as he saw them. He saw transformations happening. He saw people moving from an attitude of despair, loneliness, whining and complaining to an attitude of gratitude. There's nothing more healthy than thankfulness. I mean, I, I think even the secular world or even atheists would agree that someone that's grateful is healthy. There's a healthiness to being grateful. Not only does it affect our spirit and our soul, but it affects our mind, it affects our body, it affects how we walk through each day, how we live our lives. So this attitude of gratitude isn't something that I can just flick on a switch and start making myself thankful. Thankfulness comes through what my eyes perceive. If I perceive everything as it's owed to me, I'm not going to be thankful for anything, right? If it's all about entitlement, like everything should be given to me, then I'm not going to be grateful. And plus, that's not true. It's a lie. But if I see everything as gift, from the slightest breath I'm breathing at this moment, at this very moment, the breath I'm breathing, every beat of my heart, every step I take, every move I make, right? <laughs> Every part of my being is gift. And so I'd like you to think about that, like every detail of every day, the most obvious, the most common, the most mundane, are the things that make someone happy, healthy, and grateful, or simply dragging our feet. Like, what's the point? You know, when I was thinking about this before Mass today, Actually, right as I was before I even got out of bed, I was thinking about the Eucharist. This is our family meal as a church. This is our table. The Lord longs. He says in the Scripture, I desire to celebrate this Passover with you. I desire to celebrate this meal with you. The Last Supper. God invites you all. He invites all of humanity. All throughout the world, all throughout our city this morning, there are people celebrating in churches, giving thanks and praise to God. So this is our family meal. Before you go home, 
and destroy your turkey and your stuffings and your ham and all of the food. We come here because we acknowledge we have a body and we give thanks for all of the food we have, all of our food on our tables, but we give thanks most especially for the spiritual gifts and blessings and most especially for the sacrifice Jesus made for me. He made that sacrifice for us, for each of us, individually. And again, gratitude is seated in the attitude. Gratitude is an attitude that we have when we perceive all is gift. And really, all is gift. Nothing keeps things going and life sustains with God's blessing. God blesses life. He blesses us and we are sustaining Him. So, like Paul, I myself and you can say, I give thanks to my God always. It doesn't say sometimes. It says always on your account for the grace that the Lord won for you and for your family. I give thanks to God always. And we hear that in our, in our gospel, right? There's the lepers. They all have leprosy, right? How many come back to give thanks? One. Because one really perceived the gift. Sometimes we get attached to the gift and forget the giver of the gift, right? We seek the gifts, but what about the giver? And so the Lord is with us. He loves us. He's blessing us. Let's be like that leper. We realize that, you know, Jesus has cleansed you and I of leprosy of sin. Nothing we can do can earn what He's done, what He's doing and what He will do. Free for you. Eternal life. It's a free gift. See, we live in this world and we really can't fathom I think we don't even try to fathom sometimes the amazing blessing and gift that Jesus has won for each of us on that cross. How much He worked for each of us. And so Eucharist means thank you. Eucharist means thanksgiving. So we give thanks. And like that, <coughs> that one leper, Jesus said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. There are many people God heals at times or blesses, but never come back to acknowledge the giver of the blessing or the healing. God has, through baptism, healed you all, washed you clean of your sins. Through every sacrament of reconciliation, He continues to wash us. Through every Eucharist, He gives Himself totally and entirely to us. But we want to come back and give thanks and praise to God. Think about it. If we could just... You know when you get into a football game, right? Or you or throw yourself into an event that's exciting. You lose track of time. Why? When you're in love, you lose track of time. Why? Because you're in the present moment. You're receiving the gift. Live streaming. God is loving you. You're excited. You're celebrating life. God wants us to lose track of time with Him. Every day, every moment, every step. But I think sometimes we're like, if I take that step into really enjoying Jesus, if I take the step, you know, into really entering in to what He's really done for me, I mean, would we really 
enter into that. Like, it's a free gift. God writes a check, pays for your sins free of charge. Free! It sounds too good to be true. And I think sometimes that's why we don't experience the gratitude and the joy. The gratitude and joy are fruits of the faith and understanding and perception of without Him, I'm doomed. Without Him, I have no existence. Without Him, I don't have any hope for the future. Jesus gives hope. Hope in what? Eternal life. For those of you that have lost loved ones, Jesus has given you the hope of being with them again. That's a gift that we all can be grateful for. For those of you that suffer from chronic pain or illness, there's hope that that won't be forever. It's temporary. In Jesus, because He won for you and I a place called heaven where there is no more losing your hair. There is no more gaining weight. You can eat and not worry about calories. There's no more cancer. There's no more suffering. There's no more uh, disordered desires not able to say no to this or that. There's harmony. There's beauty. There's perfection in heaven. And it's a free and total gift for every one of us. And all we have to do, because listen, you can't earn this. This is what makes it so scandalous and so, I think it makes it hard to receive a gift so good, so amazing. So, do you believe you are worthy of the gift that God wants to give you of eternal life? I think sometimes we're not excited about it or thankful or joyful. You know why? Because you don't believe God wants to give it to you. Why would God want to give that to me? I didn't do anything. I didn't earn anything. I didn't perform well enough. Why would God give me such an amazing gift? In this world, no one gives gifts just freely, especially gifts of such great amounts. There's no way. What's the strings attached, God? What do you want? All He wants is what He got from the leper. Thank you, Jesus. Period. Thank you, Jesus. Period. So enter into the spirit of thankfulness, of gratefulness, of praise to Almighty God for what He's done. And isn't it interesting that He takes a mere, simple, measly piece of bread that most of us would probably, if we saw some like little chips of bread that we're going to bless, we would think, oh, that's just a little piece of bread, no big deal, we walk right by it. God takes the most ordinary and transforms it into the most extraordinary. In the tabernacle, Jesus is present waiting for us. He's a slave and prisoner of love in that tabernacle because of you. He made himself so poor as to assume the appearance of bread and wine. He's body and blood, soul and divinity. Think about this. Why would God choose little morsels of bread? I mean, I could choose anything. I don't think I would have chosen morsels of bread or wine. What would I have chosen? I don't know. But you think God would have chose something that's very obvious and recognized. When you walk by it, you're like, whoa! But when you walk by a little piece of bread or a little piece of wine, you're like, ah. Jesus, for those who have eyes to see, 
Do you have the eyes to see and realize how blessed you are this morning to be in God's house, to come in the presence of the angels, the saints, our blessed mother, as the bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood of Christ. Blessed are the eyes that see what you will see in a few moments. Just like life, most of us walk past the ordinary and the mundane and don't think to give thanks and praise for the obvious. That's why Jesus chose the obvious. He wants you to find gratitude in the obvious, the everyday, the mundane. He doesn't want you to be grateful only when you experience something awesome and great. Touchdown. I'm grateful for a touchdown. We're grateful for a bonus check. I'm grateful. That's great. We should be grateful. But what about the everyday and mundane that I'm spending with my husband, my wife, my kids, my family? You see, I give thanks always. Like the leper, let's come. That's why you're here this morning. You stood up, got out of bed, you came here, you went, you came here. Your faith has saved you. Will you allow that to happen to you this morning? Will you allow Jesus to bless you this morning? Will you enter into what Jesus fills for you this morning? Will you experience with Jesus the joy that He has for you this morning? The excitement that He has for you this morning? So at this moment, we're going to bless what we often take for granted, food. We're blessed in our country. So I'm going to say a blessing over this food, and also include the, we'll shoot the blessings home to the ovens or the uh, refrigerators, wherever you got food ready for home, all right? Okay, one more is coming up here. You guys can bring up, you guys can bring it up. So, uh, we take for granted this everyday mundane. So I want you to really pray for the eyes to see. Pray for the eyes to see what Jesus sees when He looks at you. All right. Praise God. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, let's pray. Let's ask God to bless our food in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, you are so good. You are so wonderful. You give us Jesus. You give us the gift of your word, which all things were created from and through. I ask you to place your Holy Spirit, send down your Spirit upon this food, which we present to you, which we offer to you as a place where families and friends will gather. We ask your blessing to go forth from this uh, mass uh, upon our homes, our families, that where we fellowship, eat, and share food together, we may be grateful um, for the little things and for the big, for the ups, for the downs. We give you praise and thanks. We ask you to open our eyes to see what you see, to be grateful for the littlest things that you do for us each and every moment of every day. And may Almighty God bless this food the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.